Welcome back to the Fire Triangle Podcast. So today we have a very special guest with us, which is crazy to think about. But this human is one of a kind. Um, I feel so grateful to even have met you and to have connected on such a deep level in such a short period of time. Um, And our special guest is our lovely friend, Jake. Hi, thank you for the wonderful introduction. Um, I am so honored to be here. Um, I'm so excited for what you guys have created. And yeah, this feels so special. Another fire sign in the mix. Another, (laughs) yeah. Right off the bat. We can't stop connecting. Introducing you guys to another fire sign. Which is crazy. Yeah, I feel like, like a lot of our friend group is fire signs and it makes sense because there's just this magnetic energy that we all have and is a reason why we have all met in our own little ways. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to yeah. introduce yourself a little, maybe tell us yeah. a little more about yourself or how we met you. Yeah, Feel sure. Free. thing. so mining. Is Jake Kearns. I'm also known as the real James P on social media. Yes, sir. I am a <laughs> I am a shuffle dancer instructor. I am a creative director by day, um, and uh, yeah, shuffling is one of my passions. I am very active on social, and um, also love sharing mindset and spirituality in my own personal journey, mm-hmm. alongside some shuffle tutorials and some just uh fun choreographies and freestyles um but yeah met these two lovely girls initially through shuffling on the internet just Mm -hmm. here and there just had little touch points you know hyping each other up in the comments um having little side conversations here and there um and then one of our mutual friends was going to Okeechobee this year and I had just recently been laid off. Um, and so I was just kind of in this limbo area. I felt like the universe was kind of like, come on, just like go do something for yourself. Right. Um, and just kind of worked out my family's in Florida. So I got to see a little bit of them and yeah, then sent it to Okeechobee where I essentially camped with like 40 people I didn't really know or meet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it ended up being one of my really, I've been going to festivals for like over like 10 years now. So this mm-hmm. was one of my favorite festival experiences that I could like remember being so like fresh in my mind. Um, and we just had such a, like you mentioned in the beginning, just like such an instant connection, such an instant bond. And we're like in the first set, we're like having all these deep conversations, like daily <laughs> breads in the background. We're like, Bailey Hill, we're like so dived into our conversations, just like having like a crash course of becoming best friends. And then we just sent ourselves on a course of having such a wonderful weekend um, where it just did not stop the entire time. And um, yeah. yeah. Cool. So crazy that like it led us all to this moment, honestly. <laughs> I know, which is crazy. It's funny, Mackenzie would have a conversation with Jake and then she'd run over to me and our other friend Mariah and be like, Jake, tell them what you just told me. And then we would just keep <laughs> connecting and bonding over these things. We made each other cry. We made each other laugh. You know how it goes at festivals. Um, yeah. And you know those instant connections where you feel understood almost is the mm-hmm. most, I think, refreshing thing about you and you bring out people's pureness like I just want to be goofy with you and laugh with you and talk about deep stuff like we're 
sort of Absolutely. doing right now. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like you see the beauty in everyone. Like because you believe so highly in yourself, like people just feel comfortable around you and you like it's just I feel like an indescribable feeling when we're around you. Mm-hmm. And I think you've done such a good job at portraying that on your social media. I mean as much as you can over the phone and through a, through a camera, but Like, in the back of my head, I couldn't wait to meet you. I was like, we're going to be best friends. Like, you probably have no idea because I don't, and I'm trying to get better at it. Like, I didn't fully put myself out there on social media. But after meeting you that weekend and you being like, oh, I had no idea. Like, we were going to be like this. I'm like, okay, noted. I want to put more more of myself out there. Yeah, for sure. It's it's such an interesting dynamic because... Like, as my following grows, like, all of these people have a relationship with me that they feel like they have, but I could have no idea. You know, yes. it's not reciprocated in the same way. Like, right. you could be tuning in. Like, uh, like, Shelby, when you said you, like, had, like, yeah, I save all your tutorials, and you, like, you have this, like, connection to me that I'm like, I didn't even know. Like, that's so crazy. Oh, I was obsessed with yeah. you. <laughs> like, you're, you were honestly the main person I saved tutorials and followed uh-huh. on Instagram and it's so funny we met in Florida at Okeechobee and right now Jake lives in Colorado and we're in Maryland but originally you're from Pennsylvania mm-hmm, and correct, all yes. of my side of my family is from Pennsylvania and we just kind of connected on that but I was so surprised by it I was like I totally thought you were a west coaster by <laughs> heart I did not expect you to be an east coaster <laughs> and then we got to kind of bond over that so yeah life is just crazy and the connections that we make yeah for sure yeah i i definitely feel um like a west coaster (laughs) yeah you know like when you like look at both sides and like kind of just like the energy of both coasts um yeah this was definitely calling to me for a long time and anytime i had visited here before um i just was like wow like you you know you know you don't always visit someplace and then you leave and you're like wow i could really live here right Um, it's rare a lot of weight you know um and it was just visit after visit um which just kind of you know led me here but this might be a good like segue into just kind of doing a little background on me like kind of like continuing Mm -hmm. perfect where I came from how I've gotten to Colorado all that good stuff kind of just doing a nice little timeline um but like we mentioned born and raised right outside of Philadelphia um so I went to school right outside of Philadelphia as well in East Stroudsburg University. Um, I was born and raised Catholic, like 12 years of Catholic school, like an altar boy, did all the (laughs) confirmation, all the things, you Mm know. Um, (laughs) So definitely, um, in a sense, like brainwashed through that (laughs) for a very long time. Um, But uh, I really do appreciate that in my life because I feel like it helped me to believe in something at such a young age and trying to understand um, like faith in general. Um, And there's just so many good tidbits of knowledge and things and like just how to live life. And, you know, my mom always used to say it's not like follow the commandments or you'll go to hell. It's like all the commandments and you'll lead a happy life you know and just kind of like that kind of ideals and things it's like there's so much value there that I know that it can come like the Catholic Church and all the bad things that uh, mm-hmm. people kind of in- instantly think of um, there is still a lot of good you know yes. it's a lot of beauty and um, so I'm so grateful for having that upbringing and having all those things instilled in me um, definitely made me who I am today for sure. What are what are we, each of you guys like? What's your background from like yeah. the jump? 
Um, I'm like literally very similar to you. I went to Catholic school for nine years of my life. Um, so in my background, I'm Catholic until it was time to form my own opinions and my own views. I think yeah. I'm Presbyterian, but I went for the snacks. So <laughs> I had fun. I couldn't tell you one thing about the Bible or anything I remembered. I literally remember playing games and eating sweet treats. And then I stopped. My parents stopped making me go when I was probably 10, nine okay. or 10. So it really wasn't forced on me. My grandparents definitely were a little bit more um, Christian than I was, but it didn't have too much of an impact on me. Like I got to form my own opinions very early on. Okay. Did you go to Catholic school until like in high school as well? Yeah, I went to Catholic school. Okay, so, yeah. so that's why yeah. like all my that's my crazy. mom and her aunts or and my aunts did, and my sister like followed that path as well. And then I went to public school for high school, and that was kind of where I like felt like I came to the real world, and it was time to form my own opinions. And I was like, whoa, I felt like I agree with you and like all the good things the Catholic Church can um, instill in you, but I also felt felt like it put me in a bubble and I thought everywhere was like this so mm -hmm. it was like going into the real world going into public school and seeing so many walks of life like was insane to me and it began that I think helped me begin my own my own spiritual journey yeah I was just talking to a friend too like what a privilege it is to like grow up in this time because like a lot of our parents a lot of people that we just know like it's like they never had that choice. Like they, they didn't have a choice. They that bubble and they mm -hmm. stayed in that bubble forever yeah. and there was never challenged. Mm -hmm. And now they're like, you know, in their 60s and that's just like all they've ever known. They've never right. challenged their beliefs. So I'm all, we were just sitting there talking and I'm like, wow, like I'm so grateful that like at some point in my life I was able to just have that opportunity. Right. Um, create my own um, idea of what I thought my faith was yeah and that definitely happened for me too because when I went to college that was the first time I was in like a public school right. um, scenario let's say I went to a state school and um like stepping into just like my like spiritual journey a little bit here um I had these crazy experiences going into college I think it was like my freshman sophomore year um, where I just, I was hooked on Asp uh, uh, the power, uh, not the power now, the secret, uh, okay. Asphalt Received, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like so gung-ho on this. And in college, I was watching the Long Island Medium and was obsessed with the way that she could take somebody who didn't have any faith and like, you know, use some sort of validation or like give them some sort of validation that the person that they were so connected to while they were on Earth was like speaking to them and then you could take somebody who was completely didn't believe in anything and they couldn't explain it so I felt like just in my life I just felt like I was called to have this gift and I like asked I believed I was like I really think that I'm gonna get this um and it did come which was just like mm -hmm. such a crazy time in my life but yeah that was my first super duper profound spiritual part of my journey when this started happening um, and I would just have these crazy stories where I would get um, sort of like this weird anxiety. I would create a story in my head about someone like say like your grandfather passed away and like you have a smile and they always say this or like something just like a random story. And if I didn't like share the story with them, this weird anxiety would not go away. Wouldn't it and get worse? What would you say? Would it get worse? 
Um, yeah, almost, yeah, yeah, it would. Or if I left the space, I could uh, clear it. Like, if I, like, cut far enough away from this person, <laughs> um, I could, it wouldn't feel that way anymore. Um, but I also don't think I ever experienced anxiety in my life ever before this. So mm-hmm. that feeling was so foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know what was happening, and I didn't know how to, like, connect the dots. And um, so that was definitely, you know, you can't explain these things. I'm having these experiences. Um, I'm sharing them with my parents who are, you know, molding my experience through their Catholic views, you know, right. trying to understand like, okay, what is happening? And like, what would our faith tell us is happening? Um, and trying to understand it through that. And so like, it just felt like, you know, Jesus was calling me towards mm-hmm. something. And like, that was my whole vision of it. Um, trying to figure out like what Jesus wanted me to do with this gift. Like, what am I supposed to do? And is there some s- specific people I'm supposed to help? And Um, but through my years of college, when this kind of continued on, um, I had a religious studies class that helped me to, I should like write this guy a letter, honestly, because he changed my life. This one professor (laughs) probably has no idea. He's just like going on his merry way. Oh my God, Um, he should. He would probably appreciate that so much. For sure. But it was this whole class on religious studies and he helped us to understand like five buckets of bias And so you were able to kind of identify what your biases are when you're viewing another religion Mm -hmm. and then to help you take them all out and view them all. So then you would go one by one and try to understand certain religions, but through this, like trying to eliminate your bias. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I went through, when I went through this practice, one of the main things was, you know, what is sacred? And if we're looking at the Catholic Church, they'll tell you, like, the sacraments and what's in the church. And, like, mm-hmm. for instance, if you use, like, Buddhism, like, or other religions, you're like, what is sacred? They'll say nature. And, like, you're starting to go through these practices, and you're like, oh, like, that sounds way more what I believe to my core without mm-hmm. even having to answer out loud. Like, that just feels right to me, right to my core. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the most profound ones was a separation between you and God. So some faiths believe that you are God and you're trying to actualize, while other faiths see a separation between the two and you're trying to connect with God and like pray to God and ask for help and things like that. Um, While the other one, it's like you're kind of going inward and like you are God and you have to do this almost all on your own. But there's like beauty to it. And I think that going through that practice and going through that class and then like molding my medium experiences and what was going on, I started to really develop what my own personal faith was. Um, and just the more I dove into that, the more synchronicities I saw, the more things just started to make sense, the more um, everything just started to align. And that's when I was like, okay, like this is what faith is, is moving in that direction, going inward, seeing those synchronicities, seeing my life kind of unfold the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, you know, faith in motion, like that is like seeing it live action. And so I just feel like that was so profound to me. And then you look back at other parts of your life where you're kind of have this separation, you're just kind of like asking, waiting, like Mm -hmm. you're not really taking action, or I don't know, just like the separation, I think, and having that like, aha moment, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, This is what my faith is going to be moving forward. Um, And that's like a huge you know, huge jump from where I grew up those first 12 years of faith, you know? Right. And that's something like they don't really teach you in school. I mean, of course, we all grew up differently, but like I grew up in a Catholic church. It was like this way, this way, this way. But I like that 
what that teacher did or that your school offered that class and you took it because I think it allows you to see the different religions and see what fits best for you. Yeah, because mm-hmm. nothing is wrong. It's amazing to have faith in whatever you want to have faith in. Um, but ex- being, being able to accept other religions and being able to find what fits best for you is most important. For a long time, I almost felt atheist a little bit just because all I knew growing up, you know, the trying to instill Christianity on me, but not aggressively. And then after I was like, I don't really believe in that. I didn't know about anything else. So I sort of always thought to myself, I don't think I really believe in anything. anything. And then when I felt really, really lost, I said, well, I believe in myself. I think I believe in souls and spirits and I love nature. And then that's sort of what helped me turn inward and separate my soul from my thoughts and what's really me and, you know, sort of starting to dive into reincarnation and things like that. And it just truly opens your world up. And then when you view other religions with your bias, you sort of understand that we're all trying to accomplish similar things Mm -hmm. or different representations of different things. So it's cool to be able now to view all of them. And like you said, sort of take, from each of them mm-hmm. with your own lens. So yeah, I had the chills yeah, this whole absolutely. time. One I of know, my I favorite love, quotes is, um, the finger pointing to the moon is not the moon. And I always have a difficult time explaining this, but hopefully this is the best go around. Will you repeat it one more time? Yeah, the finger pointing to the moon is not the moon. And so what it's trying to explain is that, like, the moon and all of its beauty and, like, this giant rock that controls the tides, like, this mystical thing in the Mm -hmm. sky, like, you can't really, like, explain it, like, what it really is, like, to its, like, being and soul, but we all, like, point to it, and you're like, that's the moon, and your people focus so much on the finger pointing to the moon, not the moon and what it is actually. So it's like... When you're applying it to faith, it's like we are all pointing to God, but people are so focused on the finger pointing to God, not what God actually is. is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's ineffable. You can't describe it. It's just like, how could you How could you describe God in words? Like, you right. know, like it will always fall short because it's infinite. It's everywhere. It's the universe. You know, you couldn't possibly really have like the perfect set of words to describe it. Right. Um it it's is infinite. infinite. That you know? is my view on everything. I like that quote. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that with us. Anything mm-hmm. can be real. Anything. Like mm-hmm. anything can be real. You know, the universe is literally infinite. So if anyone told tells me something, I'm like, that could be real. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. You can't you can't explain it. You literally can't. So just mm-hmm. having that mindset, I think, is really nice. Like you said, don't focus on the finger and don't put yourself in a box and don't limit your mind which can be scary i mean it's overwhelming for sure which is why putting it into a box makes it safe you know because you have your rules and your regulations and you just follow those and and then you'll be good and you don't have to think about anything else you know yeah and it's like people do like when you have these ideas in that box it becomes a part of your identity and mm-hmm. so when you start to try and challenge these things, it challenges people's identity entirely and they just cannot handle that. Right. They, a lot of people just cannot handle their complete identity being challenged or allow themselves to be the one to do it, you know? Right. But so much beauty comes on that when you step outside of that box 
and you Absolutely. just start to be different and do things for yourself and not to follow standards and not to stay the same, you know? Yeah, and that's and one that... thing I love about our whole friend group. Like we're all so different, but we're all so understanding of everyone's differences, which like, mm-hmm. it's difficult for people to say that. So I feel so grateful for all the people that we have in our life. It's such a blessing. And like I said, like, I didn't know you guys. So to have, you know, so many new friends that you're actually so deeply connected with. I came home and I was overwhelmed. I was like, I I cried a lot. I have another group chat going off that I want to be invested in, you know, like, oh, God, like, this is a whole nother thing, like a whole nother group of people. Um, No, when you celebrated, when you celebrated Mm -hmm. your birthday, um, I almost thought to myself, damn it he has so many other friends like I was like no now you're we're your only friends now after we met you I was like you're not in any other group chats you don't have any other festival groups it's just us I also I also like you told me you were like I was not expecting that at all like Mm -hmm. and it's also crazy how it all happened like when I came home in December and after going to hijinks with them I was like asking the universe I was like please give me one more one more time with everyone and with more of the group before I go off to wherever I'm going next and I mean Okeechobee was kind of handed literally handed to me on a silver platter and I could not be more grateful for that but like it happened for a reason and then I remember a week before the festival I was over here at Shelby's house and Shelby's like I'm so nervous like Amy and Jake are gonna be there I don't know if I can get in the shuffle circle I'm like if I'm getting in it you're getting in it like please shut up (laughs) and so I messaged you on Instagram I was like hey by the way are you going and you're like I don't know like we're figuring it out I'm like you got this listen to my story you got this like you're we're gonna meet and it was just like something I could have never imagined like we were all supposed to be there that weekend and to form this bond that makes me think you've been my friend forever. Absolutely. And I feel like that's just like the way life is going nonstop, you yeah. know? Um, and it's just like surrendering to what is, mm-hmm. you know, like you're like, this is in front of me. Like, I don't need to like fight this anymore. I'm just going to go with yeah. it. Like, and see what like the benefits of just like being like, okay, like I message received loud and clear I'm just gonna go and I feel like you really did you really did have an impact on my decision on going honestly just those like little messages for sure because I remember when I was trying to decide like is this the right monetary thing to do like should I like put myself in this position I remember just feeling like your messages and another friend because we shout out Amber and Ashton too just (laughs) give them a little shout out um but I remember sitting down and when I decided that I did want to go and that we're going to manifest like cheap tickets, like I was just like trying to really put myself there. I didn't put myself in the stage. I didn't put myself in the festival. I put myself like in a camp chair underneath the canopy. <laughs> I closed my eyes. And I'm sitting next to you because like you're a new friend that I was meeting mm-hmm. on the internet. And like, I was like, this is going to be, this is what it's going to be. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... I knew in that moment that I was like, we're definitely, we're going, like, we'll just buy the flights and we'll figure it out. And And you guys did, you know, Amy was working Mm -hmm. half of the freaking festival. She made it work. That girl is a badass. A a little umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like drooling on myself in the tent. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask, steering back, um, 
the friendships you made when you were younger, sort of going through Catholic school and everything. And then as your spirituality shifted, how did you notice like your friendships shifting sort of? Do you think your friendships were sort of tied around Catholicism mm. or go ahead? Yeah, so I've had the same best guy friends since preschool. Um, okay. So, you know, that's the same like Catholic school. We went to 12 years of Catholic school basically all together. Mm -hmm. um, and so super grateful, you know, that it definitely, you know, you also, I'm, I'm thinking about it now, the types of people that went to my grade schools and Catholic school, like all these people were a phenomenal human. So the Catholic Church did a good job of creating amazing humans and young you know adults to great be creative and amazing humans in the world because mm -hmm. like seeing what they're doing now mm -hmm. um and just that you know all of those kids that i went to school with for at least my first to eighth grade like all of those kids are so wonderful um and i think by that time you already are like so much of who you are before you go to high school and like you're just a little runt but um yeah i had the same best friends from that entire time and that never really changed all throughout high school. It just kind of was everyone else became an extension of those friends. Mm -hmm. um, or you like brought someone else in or, um, you know, you were like kind of like, this is somebody that I think we're all going to really like. Like, uh, <laughs> they got my approval. Um, but yeah, and then going into college, we all separated. So we didn't go to the same schools, but I did often go home. And uh, all of us have different levels of faith i think a lot of some of them are still still believe like their catholic upbringing and all those beliefs which i think is you know beautiful i've come around to uh i think i used to be like since i've changed and looked back on my catholic faith i feel like i used to come at it like with like almost this idea of like you're wrong i'm right mm -hmm. and so and that's just my ego coming into play Absolutely. and once i like remind myself of that i'm like if someone is like showing up for any type of faith and are mm -hmm. consistent and do all the things i'm like that is so beautiful and it's not right or wrong it's just like how your faith is so um mm -hmm. that's how like some of my friends are my other friend one of my best friends he is more on the atheist side and so it's always been he's highly intelligent and so it's always been he's always been a great soundboard for me to almost like preach to in my opinions and what I believe because he can kind of combat me in a way to the highest degree and train it trains me to be able to defend myself mm -hmm. um in my faith and what I believe so I've always mm -hmm. been super grateful for him but he's always like you know I'm pretty stern in the way I believe but sometimes you do start to get to me like, <laughs> like yes <laughs> yeah I'm like gotcha bitch like <laughs> I love it again but yeah, I mean, in college, I had a whole new set of friend groups, and a lot of them were very much present for the whole medium thing and can attest to it. So, like, it was all spooky for them, and, like, right. we're all trying to figure it out together and um, would have really crazy experiences. And, like, while we were all together, like, it, you just, like, can't really explain what's going on or, yeah. like, the synchronicities I was mentioning. Like, we'd all just, like, stop and, like, look at each other and be like, holy shit, right. what is going on? What is reality? <laughs> Would you like to share any of, like, the medium stories? I think you told us one, and it really really got yeah, my attention. Yeah, I have one you that's shared us. You shared us the driver. The driver. Oh, one. That's, that's funny. There's, there are so many. So if you want to share so something bad, else, I, that would be cool. Yeah, there's definitely a di different one that is way more because it's such a crazy 
experience trying to explain how these messages come to me or like how we, how I describe they come to me. But sometimes it's it's like you have this anxiety, right? And then you have this train of thought where something starts the train of thought and then you start to go down like a rabbit hole. Like where, for instance, I'll say like, see that bag of M&Ms, there's like, it makes me think of the name Mary, Thinks makes me think of Mary Lawrence from my eighth grade class and she was a twin and my brain will stop at twin. And then I know like, okay, that's one thing or like that's something that's like important and why I'm feeling the anxiety. So sometimes it's like this weird train of thought where my brain just kind of like can identify the key thing from the train of thought, like where it stops. That's like, okay. so interesting though, how you got M&Ms to marry to her and her twin. Yeah, but it would only, it's like, they know, it's like, I have almost opened the floodgates to the other side to say, hey, when you do this, I am validating that I receive the message. And so like, okay, we can work with this. Like, I feel like the other side is constantly trying to figure out ways, but if you're not like, or open to it or like looking for it, then you're just going to miss the message, you know? Right. Um, But this time, this one story that I have was kind of crazy because it was more of a visual experience where um, I had gone I was in my one class I think it was like like history or something like that it was um a political studies class and I remember I kind of like dozed off in class and do you know how like when you look into the sun or like a light and you close your eye and you see that like negative color orb it's like yes blackish you know Mm -hmm. it just kind of like imprints on your eyes Mm -hmm. um well when I closed my eyes I saw this like negative two and I saw a watch laid out like the was like floating like on a table and as soon as I opened my eyes my teacher like adjusts his watch just like that and I was like oh my god and then I get the feeling and then I'm like his dad died two years ago and he gave him that watch I need to tell him I'm like I just need to tell him I'm like oh god I'm like I'm watching him like a halt the rest of class I'm like please just adjust your watch one more time this is like a tick that you do doesn't do it one more time in the next like half an hour I'm, like, sitting there having, like, a panic attack. I'm, like, I'm not about to raise my hand in front of, like, 40 people and be, like, hey, because uh." Because since you're still in his presence, like, is the anxiety getting worse? It didn't feel like – I honestly don't think it felt like it was getting worse. It was steady because – in my mind, I was going to do this. Like, okay. I was, I was going to okay. do this. So I maybe if you hadn't, right like, yeah. accepted that, it, it would have like kept coming higher. I, I fought it and was like, I'm not doing this. I think it might have risen, but I feel like it knew or that, you know, source knew that I was going to. Going to say something. This. Yeah. And so I remember I, I was like asking the universe, I was like, or like, God, or whatever. So it's like, can you please just like present the best time for me to say this to him? And so I like raised my hand and asked him if like we could talk after class. And he was like, yeah, we can go to my room. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Like he was like, yeah, we'll just go to my room after class. And I was like, perfect. Like that'll be the best scenario. And then I remember everyone left the class and it was just him left and he's erasing the board. And he was like, we can go to my classroom. Like in like a second, just need to erase this. And it felt like he was erasing the board for like years. Hours. I'm yeah, sitting years. Like sweating. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, all right, this is just the time I need to say it. And I'll never forget. He's erasing the board. And I was like, did your dad give you that watch? And did he die two years ago? And he just stopped. And he like slowly turned around and he was like, how could you have possibly have known that? And I was like, I'm uh, sure I can exactly explain this, but I just want to let you know that like, he's proud of you and that like you carry him with him everywhere you go. And, um, and like we, he did want to like talk. I did. He wanted to continue. Like afterwards, he didn't realize that like that was why I really wanted to like talk to him. So I had to kind of like make up a reason for like the like 
my work or something and ask him. And so when we like left the classroom, I remember like we were, I kept trying to talk about like work and like change the subject. And he just kept coming back to it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But how did you know that again? Like, but where did this come from? Or like, that is so strange. Like, and he just, we just, so we had like a nice conversation, but that was definitely one of the like crazier ones just because it came to me in such a different way. Right. It was like glaring in my face. Like I saw something like it was like, it wasn't like my third eye's eye seeing. It felt like my eyes are seeing. Saw it. Like, mm-hmm. And then you opened them and it was point. there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this yeah. is such a gift. And I know you've said before, like, anyone can dive into this, you know, learn more about it and just be open to, to spirit and the other side that you are ready to receive this. But, like, I'm so proud of you for diving deeper into it because, like, you're really offering just such a light to other people. You know, people can mm-hmm. take it however they want, but how nice is it? How I'm sure that your teacher was just astounded by that information. And, you know, it probably made him feel so good going through the rest of his day or week um, just by knowing or believing his dad's out there and he's he's watching him and he's proud. Absolutely. And that um, was, that's where I think that the gift came to me is because I think that some people somewhere in their head, they're like battling. And I did have to battle this to myself, like this ego, because... It's like, obviously, this feels extraordinary. I feel extraordinary. Like, these things are happening, and, like, it feels like it's me. So I constantly had to battle, like, I'm just an an instrument. I am just, like, it's just working through me. This is not something that I'm taking credit for. Like, I'm doing this solely to to deliver something exactly like you're saying, to make people feel this way or to open their eyes so that there is more out there that they don't understand and to maybe inspire them to go deeper. Exactly. Um, That was always the the intention behind wanting the gift. So I think that if people are interested in diving deep or, you know, are open to having this same connection or do this for people, it's you need to really have that rooted Right. in service in right. trying to help people and like that is the sole reason not just because you're like this seems pretty cool like let me yeah. whip out the weekly board and like let me with you know like it's like you don't want it's way you know that has to be at the source of it all before you kind of dive into that work i would say absolutely well thank you for sharing that story with us and your power and your gift with us i'm so proud that you continue to to do that and you know let it come through you and affect other people so we'd love to hear a little more about like your life post-college what it's starting to look like and where you took it yeah so i had to kind of ask that gift to slow down a bit and uh just like pump the brakes because i wanted to live life like a normal human being Um, (laughs) you're like i'm here for this but not every single second of the day i gotta be i gotta be my own person Yeah, Yeah. I'm not about to do this, like, as a full-time thing, so I need to, like, figure out life, and so, (laughs) um, but, yeah, so it definitely did that for me, and, um, what, it shows up here and there in very beautiful ways when I think that people really, really need to receive a message, um, but after college, graduated, um, got a job at the startup called Ivoryella, moved out to Connecticut, um, started just, like, getting in good shape, feeling confident myself, and then I went to ultra music festival and uh that is where i met uh, my girlfriend now of seven years mm-hmm. her name is amy um, you might know her from instagram amy conti uh, but she is a phenomenal shuffler influencer creator um definitely Human. highly recommend giving her a follow <laughs> <laughs> um but yes it just kind of like 
was such a crazy experience. Uh, we were at a pre-party going to Ultra. She was there with all of her uh, sorority sisters. I was there with all my best guy friends. And we just really, like, kind of hit it off because people can be kind of creepy in Miami. And my guy friends are, like, hanging on each other and, like, just obsessed with each other. So you're like, okay, I feel like I can, you know, make myself comfortable there. Um, but, yeah, as soon as we kind of found ourselves mingling amy has these incredible green eyes and she was wearing her sunglasses for most of the day and as we're leaving she just takes them off and i just remember like looking into her eyes and i was like oh my gosh like that's my my, that's my wife like this is my like human this is my soulmate like holy cow this is such a crazy feeling and like left there like i got dibs on eyes that's like my girl like blah 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 and wasn't really sure if i was ever going to see her again and um yeah, then she was, we were with her friends for Friday at Ultra. She wasn't there, and I'm like, oh, God, like, I don't know if I'll ever even, like, you know, meet this girl again. And then Saturday, we did uh, link up. She says, explains the story so funny. We were at the worldwide stage where, like, kind of mm-hmm. bends over. Yeah. And um, there was, everyone's in the shade, and there's just one pocket of sunlight. And she said one kid was just the only kid in the sun, just, like, wilded out. And she was like, is that that kid Jake from the pre-party? She like came running down the hill. And so, yeah, we just spent the rest of the festival together and really just fell in love. And um, we were like, we should really keep this going. And um, six weeks later, or not six weeks, like three weeks later, she's like, if you just fly to Arizona and we can go to Coachella together. And I was like, okay, then. So like three weeks later, just did that. And then, yeah, so we just continued dating. Um, for seven years now. We I love that, that, that I love that yeah. she sees it like you're like the little guy in the light, like the <laughs> only one in the sunlight, like her chosen mm. one. Because <laughs> I mean, seeing the two of you together, yes, over social media, but actually being in your presence together, it's so just comforting and mm-hmm. it's inspiring um, to see the bond that you guys have and this relationship that you guys have built the last seven years. You know, it is beautiful now and I'm sure you guys have had hard times, but you've stuck with it together and you guys are so strong and you can see that, you can feel that connection and it's it's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, and she, we people always think that we got into shuffling together or that's maybe right. how we met, but it right. really was like two years later, Amy started. Uh-huh. Then she got me into it. I mm-hmm. was like, this is weird. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> trying to survive. And she laughs at me. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> Here we are five years later. Here it's my like, next passion and biggest expression. Like, <laughs> I do it every day. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, they make me want to shuffle. When you guys shuffle together, you can tell that there's no block. Like you said, ego comes into play. And I know whenever I shuffle, my ego definitely comes into play in the sense of I actually have to be the best person shuffling at this festival right now. (laughs) And you don't have to do that because when you genuinely feel the music and you dance, it looks beautiful no matter what you do. So you just have to let it flow through you like you let everything else, like your medium flows through you, let everything flow through you to just let your soul live. And you both do that, both of you, not not just you. But both do and it's so apparent and it's so nice to watch and it's so nice to be in that yeah, yeah. In that presence. that's like when we're talking about like the purpose of life, we're always like, Yeah, like it's just to live it, to experience it. But it's like you have to like 
connect with your being and who you like truly are as a soul not like your conditioning not like your name like like i am mackenzie like no you are just this soul being light that you can't even put into words and you can only feel and when you like sink into that feeling of who you are then it becomes like finding ways of expressing it in this life and then when people come into contact with you it's contagious like you're saying the way you feel around me it's like I like dug deep and now I'm an expression of myself and now you feel like you can be comfortable to be an expression of yourself and then it like like that's all we're supposed to do here life I swear it's just like experience it but also like express yourself to like the Mm -hmm. highest and truest version of who you really are and then help other people do the same thing you know exactly exactly that's what this podcast will do yeah yeah i mean like that's something that we're totally trying to emphasize here like of course we both have so much work to where we want to still like it's all forever work but like we've done enough work on ourselves where we're ready to take that next step and use our voices to help other people because why not why not is why i keep asking it's like you're on this path right and say you're here but you want to be here or people can't hear, see this, but, <laughs> but you know, there's somebody you. who is just starting their journey and you're like at a halfway point of where you'd like to be, but you can still help, help these people, those people who are nowhere, you mm-hmm. know, it doesn't matter where you are in your part of your journey to be able to help others get to, you know, you've been through struggle, you've been through trauma, you've mm-hmm. been through work through things, you've gone inward and mm-hmm. even though you're not exactly where you want to be no one really like it's not healthy I think to think that you ever made it you know yeah. so yeah you could always help somebody in some degree so right. for sure a part sure. of life is also understanding that it will be constant work you're never gonna reach that end goal and stop and plateau you're right. always going to want to learn something new and learning or, yeah. something like once you cut yourself off from that then you're gonna be stuck yeah and I think just the possibilities of what you can learn or how you can um, shift your mindset, like it's infinite. It's honestly infinite. And the, the more you dive, the, the more I continue to dive deeper into it, I'm like, I never want this to stop. I want to keep learning. I always want to be a student. I always want to continue to be a better version of me. And while doing that, I hope I can help other people get there too. Yeah, that reminds me. So I told you my other, there's like two favorite quotes, let's say. (laughs) One is the finger pointing to the moon, but this is the other one. It is, forbid a premature closing of your accounts with reality. Forbid a premature closing of your accounts with reality. So never think that you have it all figured out. Like never Mm -hmm. shut that door. Never be like, oh, this is the way reality is. You know, when we're talking about people like our, maybe our parents or people that we knew that we were saying like trapped in that bubble, like Mm -hmm. they closed that door 40 years ago and just never opened it up again. You know, just that's, this is my reality. This is what reality is. That is as far as I will go. Right. But it's up to us to challenge it, you know, and continue to, like you said, never stop. (laughs) I know. I know, and I have so much faith in in our generation in that sense. Like, we want to change things. We want to challenge things. We don't want to stop learning. Um, and I think there are so many of us that feel this way that we are going to be the ones to change the world and mm-hmm. change the world that we know it now. We need a change. You know, we can all feel it. Things are not working out. So why not dive inward and why not connect with like-minded people to try to make this a better life we're only here the way we are right now for so long yes 
totally and i love when people talk about like our lifetimes is like just like a just the little blip in our true like lifetime yes. you know, like this experience in life as this human in this lifetime in this timeline it's just like a little blip mm-hmm. you know just a small little blip um and it's just your it, it's like crazy when you think about like when you're talking about like the past lives and like this mm-hmm. life that we have is just this little small sliver of our infinite experiences that we will have yes um, i I'm so curious on diving deeper into past lives. Like when Shelby finishes Many Lives, Many Masters, I'm going to read it. But you definitely inspired me after telling us a story about something you have experienced. So I feel like that would be really beneficial to to share today if you're cool with that. For sure. Yeah. So I did this breath work. I was a part of this group called the Archipelago. It was like a social club. And um, they would have programming every week. And one of the programmings when we was called conscious breathwork and I just figured it was like good for my immune system and my body like I just thought of it as a very physical um experience mm-hmm. and so when Wait, I, can went, I interrupt doing, when was what, this so that was I, like I think I the first time I did it was probably um like March of last year okay okay that was yeah because the second time I did it I, I like, like it knowing the timelines mm-hmm. yeah so it was like Catholic school, ask, believe, receive, medium stuff. Then I read The Power of Now, and that completely changed my life. Mm-hmm. And then Me too. growing in, like, my own faith, then moving to Colorado, then I think breathwork is definitely the next, like, key uh-huh. highlight moment of my spiritual experiences through my life. So, um, yeah, so they blindfold you. You, do, like, just lay down, and you just breathe like this. You hyperventilate. It sounds like this. And you do that on your back for as long as you can. And they kind of explain it like a roller coaster. Like the more you commit to do the climb, the crazy, like the, the rest of the ride will be. So right. I was like, fuck it, let's go for it. Like, I'm going to sit here and hyperventilate. Like, let's see what happens. <laughs> and um, you start to get tetany, which your hands uh, like claw up um, and your joints like stiffen up. Like you can't open your hand. So you definitely feel like something's happening. So it's a very cool experience to have this like physical sensation. Um, and then it was almost like I re- released the breath, but it's almost like I didn't even know when that stopped or when it, like when I stopped committing to the breath, I just kind of like sank into this experience. And, um, I had no real thoughts about my past lives either. Didn't really like dive deep into that. But the way I always explain it is that when you see someone on Instagram and influencer they go on vacation and they'll create a highlight reel of their vacation and you'll can kind of see the experience in these little snippets of maybe like three seconds 1.5 seconds and Mm -hmm. that's what you're only seeing and so all of a sudden when I released the breath at some point I was going through little snippets of all my past lives and I I just knew it like the times look different the people around me look different like different clothes Native American like old like pilgrimish looking clothes or like I don't even know honestly it's kind of hard to explain but just little snippets and I could kind of gear my thoughts towards a theme let's say so if I said water I was like splashing someone in the face like diving into the water like doing something with water drinking water but all these like little weird little little moments they weren't it didn't even feel like the moments I was seeing were that profound or these crazy experiences it was just I knew I was in that time and I knew that the people I was with like what 
was my sister, but like looking at their face, I didn't really know them. But in my heart, I knew I knew them very well, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just going through all these crazy little experiences. It was just wild. The one time I did it around my I was like, oh, let's do birthday. It was like my birthday. I'm like, let's do it. And so like went through this highlight reel of like all of a sudden it got crazy. Like I'm giving birth. I was being born. I'm like doing all these things. I remember the last thing of that like stream of thought. Like I was laying on a bed and like these two little boys like jump on my legs and they're like, Papa, Papa, it's your birthday. And like, that was like where it ended. I'm like, yo, (laughs) what? That was just so crazy. Um, But connecting it back to kind of some of my experience in my life now, when I was doing the breath work and going through it, like I said, I could kind of pick the themes. I was wondering if I were to do this practice in my next life, what my current, what the moment would be that I saw like my current life. Mm-hmm. And in my current experience of life. And um, I just thought of that when I saw Amy for the first time and she took off her sunglasses and she looked me in the eyes, like the way that that felt. And so I thought that like, that would be the moment. Like it would just like be a snippet of like me, like just seeing her for the first time. And then all of a sudden it set me down like these past life experiences where we were together before. And one of them was just like, we are these native American people and we're holding each other's hands. And like, I know we're saying to each other, like, you are my sun, you are my moon. And it's just so crazy because we have these matching tattoos. I have a sun here and she has a moon on her wrist and even when I got the tattoo, I remember telling my mom, I'm like, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like this has a deeper meaning than even I even know. And I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And then in that moment, I was like, came to after like, you kind of wake up. I'm like, holy shit, that is what this means. Like, it's so much deeper than like our current relationship. It's the one, like, we've always been each other's sun and moon. Like, we've been together before in other lifetimes. And Oof. I felt that. And that's why when we looked at each other's eyes, it was like, we knew that that was what it was for each other. And so I really wish that for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I want it. I, I, I have it. chills. I want I have it chills. so bad. And we've heard that story before and it's just mm-hmm. like, wow. wow. We heard it at Oki and I wanted to cry because I know, I again, cry ego right comes into play. I, I want to feel these things. I want to go into the past lives. I want mm-hmm. to be in the in-between. But anytime I start to lose control, my brain and my ego go, no. And they latch on and, you know, they don't want, it doesn't want you to expand almost. It's almost a mm-hmm. sense of losing control in a way for me. Well, it but, thinks it's protecting you, but it's Yeah, not. yeah. yeah. So it's just so insane because I remember you mentioning too when you did this class, you were probably one of the only people that had that experience. Everyone else kind of just had the breath right. work. Will you, will you explain that a little more? Because at the beginning, before you told this story, you said, you know, they said the, the more you de- go into this, um, the crazier the roller coaster is going to get. Can you explain how you kind of came out of it? Like, did everyone just experience this? <laughs> yeah, that was exactly how I felt the first time I did it. I was so blown away because I'm literally like crying. I'm laying on my back, screaming, like when I was riding horses in my visual experience, like, like, (laughs) you know, like I kept going back to horses for some reason, never rode a horse in this lifetime. Hilarious. But, um, I, when I woke up, I thought that like everyone had this insanely profound, crazy experience. And some people were like, you know, yeah, I felt a little weird in my body and I'm sitting there like, uh, I don't even want to share, like, holy crap. I'm like, who do I talk to about this? Like, <laughs> did somebody in this room? And 
people just could not level with me at all. Their experience was nothing like nothing what mine like was. No. But the instructor did know of experiences that like people, this does happen all the time. Like this right. isn't weird. This isn't so random and weird for this to happen to someone, right. but it just is not, you know, an average story of conscious breath work. I would right. Say. But also like, surrendering is surrendering is powerful and you kind of surrendered to that practice and you were like let's see where this goes you know maybe mm-hmm. not everyone went into that with that with an open mind um, yeah i think that when you're talking about it like exactly what you said like you're kind of fighting it you know your mm-hmm. ego or whatever whatever it is is kind of like doesn't want to release and surrender um i felt like that was what people you know were feeling and right. or even in their body like not right. letting themselves just like relax like you said like kind of fighting it in Mm -hmm. their body themselves like just not letting it release and just riding the roller coaster putting your hands up you know (laughs) yeah wow god you are a beautiful human jake (laughs) love speaking to you i'm so happy that we met and that you thought to include me in this and of course it's just like a beautiful touch point to have with you guys. And yeah. it's crazy that we'll have this forever. I know. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. It's just going to get stronger, which is great. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple months, which I'm so hype about mm-hmm, to visit you guys. Yeah, it's that's be a, a wonderful reunion. Yeah. That's Jake Karen's, everybody. I, I can't even describe, like, as soon as we wanted to do the podcast, I wanted you on from the it's moment I the, met you. Yeah. Because yeah. we had been talking about it, thinking about it, you know, and I was just like, yeah, he needs to, he needs to come on and I can feel you through my computer. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> and, and it's funny, we ended the the last episode saying, you know, maybe soon we'll start to bring people on. Um, no, right away. I don't know. We recorded those a couple weeks ago, so we haven't recorded any episodes since. And we're like, no, we want him on next. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you, we want to share you with everyone. Mm-hmm. You, you need yeah. to be seen for who you are and you it's just I don't even know how to how to explain it yeah and we appreciate you coming on so much and just being vulnerable with us yeah and I feel like we even like yes you shared some deep and amazing stories but I feel like we just scraped the surface of who you are and what you're capable of and the talents in so many different ways like we barely even talked about shuffling but that's who you you love that's how you love to represent yourself which is crazy but there's there's so much of you yeah, at the real James P. Check him out mm-hmm. because we didn't get to show you his shuffling, so go look at it for yourself. <laughs> it's amazing. Give this man a follow. We love you so much, Jake. Thank you for. I love you guys so dearly. Thank you for having me. Thank you for for sharing everything. We'll stay in touch. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and getting to meet one of our very very dear friends. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Me too. And we just wanted to say thank you so much for all the love and support that we have received so far, just um, releasing this and listening to the first couple episodes. We appreciate you all so freaking much. Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Ciao.